Welcome to Watch What Crap Ins, a podcast about all that crap on Bravo that we just love to talk about. I'm Ben Mandelker, and joining me today, as usual, is the one, the only, Mr. Ronnie Karam. Hi, Ronnie. How are you? Hi, Ben. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Uh, we are here on Crap Ins On Demand. So uh, if you want to watch us, not just listen to us, you can go to patreon.com slash watch what crap ends. Support us at the Crap Ins On Demand level, and you get access to these videos. We do them twice a week. We also have a bonus episode uh, that we do normally once a week. We did two times this week because I was down with the COVID last week. So we uh, recapped Dubai on the latest bonus episode. So if you're wondering where our Dubai recaps are, it's on the bonus episode right now. So that's there. There's also a wonderful Discord community. If you don't know about Discord, go explore it. You're going to love it. It's really, really wonderful. So um, that's all the stuff. Um, uh, and today we're talking Southern Charm. Um, Ronnie, you're looking lovely today. We're in shades of, shades of red today. We are. It's a red wedding over here. Red wedding. Um, yeah, um, I'm doing good. You know, Southern Charm. It was super, I don't know if it was fun, but it was something, something. It was on TV. So there was that. That was fun. And, oh, I did the Kate Casey podcast, Reality Life with Kate Casey. We talked about Ultimate Girls Trip this week. So go check that out. That just came out today. So go listen to her. She's always a good time. She is a good time. Uh, It's funny. I just traded some tweets with her last night because Love Island USA just suddenly arrived out of nowhere on Peacock. What? What? Cannot with that fucking show. I was watching something and Love Island US came on and I was like, okay, well... Hmm. They like this show. What I turned I turned it off in two minutes. I can't. The whole thing is Woo! Woo! Yeah. Woo! And girls with bikinis standing up on Jeeps. How do you watch that? It's well it the first killed the first my episode. inside. My insides are dead, okay? I can't even swallow. There's nothing to catch it. I've left nothing left on the insides. The first episode is sort of like the episode that um you have to get through it because it's like the most quote unquote like fake episode. It's the most like it's the most produced, I feel like. I mean, given that they're all produced. But then after you get through, like, the coupling, then then it's just sort of like Big Brother, but romance instead of scheming. And um, I'm just very happy because the U.S. version finally has Ian Sterling back doing the doing the jokes. And on top of that, um, they curse now. Like, I don't even know why Love Island was on CBS. Like, that made no sense. Like, the most conservative network, they put Love Island on. But now that it's on Peacock... The vibe is just right, and the guys are so hot on it. So, like, I was now I'm doing double Love Island duty between U.S. and U.K. It's 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 crazy. Now, well, one of one girls. There was one girl who said the, the dumbest thing. What was she was like? I like a guy who has high emotional EQ, but I don't like a mama's. I don't I don't remember, but yeah, your instinct is correct, Ronnie. I'm just saying that. You just have but to then I was watching. You. Westworld, which has gotten so stupid. I mean, and that's another thing. It sounds like I'm talking about Love Island because, like, of course it's stupid. You know, like, it's kind of what it is. Yeah. 
but that's gotten so ridiculous. And I was watching that and I was like, but is this really better at this point? Like, am I really a better, like a smarter person for watching Westworld instead of Love Island? The answer is no. Okay. So I don't really know. I'm on the hunt for something good though to watch. I'm, I'm telling you, Love Island, it's a slow burn, but like, Oh, I can't slow burn. So, what is this like Breaking no, no, Bad? You know where it's like, you know well, what? the first season's kind of a slow burn. Get through the first eight episodes and it'll be great. After well, that. you know what? I, I was about to say, I'm so sick of people telling me, um, oh, you're going to love the bear. Just wait till episode seven. I'm like, I got to watch seven <laughs> hours before it gets good. So, like, now when I'm like, oh, Love Island's great, just give it like, I don't know, give it like three episodes. People are like, three episodes? I'm like, I watched your freaking. <laughs> Stupid drama about like a lady pushing uh, a ball up a mountain for two seasons before it became semi interesting, you know? Yeah, but at least they're working towards something. Like they're, you know, slowly building, you know, building building blocks putting i was gonna say building threads but you know what yeah. i mean and they're like slowly crafting something together that goes somewhere love island where is that going it's going to monkeypox that's where oh, it's that, going well that is for well isn't that exciting it like has yeah. like real like stakes <laughs> but it is definitely going to monkeypox that is true like monkeypox is it will be definitely a monkeypox island but at the end of the day i will say given that all these shows apparently this is the way we watch tv now is that we have to endure like five or six hours of like meh before something interesting happens. At least with Love Island, there's some like really hot guys to look at in the meantime. You know, and then we've got Southern Charm where we got through eight seasons and five episodes and it builds up into a bowling night. Yeah. So you I see, I was going to say, really, like Southern Charm is like the Southern Charm is the prime example of you'll watch the entire season and be like, that was okay. And then there'll be like one good episode. You're like, I love this out, this show. <laughs> yeah. So here we are. It's Southern Charm Day. This is a Crappens on Demand video. So we've already said so. Hi. Sorry. I forgot you said that until I was already saying it again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a good reminder in case people thought it was a bonus episode. This podcast is called Watch What Crappens. I feel like I just slept on my face all night. And you know what? I slept on my face all night. So that's why I feel like that. So let's you know start. I, did? I held in a sneeze this morning. Not. And then I have now that thing. You know when you hold in a sneeze and then your sneeze decides to be passive aggressive to you and be like, fine, you want to hold me in? I'm going to give you all this not in the world because you didn't let me out. And now I'm like, I, I'm like a perpetual like on the verge of sneeze for like an hour now, but not, yeah. not actually sneezing. It's like, oh, no, you want me to come out? No. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so here we are, Southern Charm. Um, okay, so we start where we ended, which, which, again, I have to say, we say this every week, but Naomi doing these openings is hilarious because <laughs> Naomi's not even on this show. Yeah. Like, I don't even... It's like they just brought Naomi. They just brought her in to be like the narrator from Into the Woods, who's really not involved until the very end, and then he just gets stepped on by the giant. So <laughs> I know. Watch out for big feet, Naomi. Yeah. Watch out for big feet. Yeah, she's just yeah. So we're at this garden party and um and you know, uh Vanita is she's sort of clashing uh or being clashed with uh Catherine and Olivia. And so Leva has decided that she is going to try to like, can I set the tone, guys? Can I set the tone now that I've already dropped a bomb? I've, I've created this chaos at this garden party because, of course, last week they all like, like Patricia made that toast to like, let's have a clean slate or whatever it was. And then Leva was like, well, actually, I know there's some issues. Can we talk about them, guys? And then, of course, everything's ruined. So now Leva's yes. trying to now trying to like like backstep that and say like guys can i set the tone because 
there are times where issues get muddled into not knowing like a each drink, other's personalities. Because I have a bar. I have a bar. <laughs> issues get muddled. My show will be coming out. In case anyone's wondering why I'm on this show, it's because I have another show that's going to be coming out soon. And things get muddled on that, too. Get it? Watch it. Love a Land. It's called Love a Land. Love a Land. You know? It's the most intuitive title for that show, Love Land. <laughs> so, yeah, she's like, things get muddled, you know, like when you stir the shit. We, we also stir at the bar, too, by the way. So um, she's like, for example, in this moment, Vanita's personality is kind of to speak that way. And I can understand, Catherine, that you're not receiving it that way because you don't know her that way yet. So I get that. <laughs> I love that this all comes down to, um, you know, it's just Vanita's, maybe it's just Vanita's way of speaking and not telling you, are you teaching your kids not to be racists? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Catherine's like, yeah, well, I don't know her that well. Well, she doesn't know me that well either. No, let's keep it equal. It's like, uh... Okay, good one, Catherine. <laughs> yeah, well, now, Ronnie, remind me, since I was watching this in, like, a COVID haze last week, wasn't the whole, the beef was that, of this specific fight was that, um, Vanita was like, yeah, let's talk things out. You know, there's you and there's you. Like, well, we'll do number one you, the number two you, right? She was sort of being jokey about, like, we're going to go down the line and resolve this. And then it wasn't, didn't they get mad? Because it was like, well, why am I number two? Why am I number one? Right? Wasn't that why, why Catherine was mad? Leva said, like, okay, there's issues at this table and we need to fix it. And then Vanita, like, taking her cue goes, okay, you first and then you next. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, great. So, so I don't know if she was joking or not, but I mean, I um, took it as like it a- immediately puts them on the defensive, you know. And Vanita had already told Catherine, she went up to her and she's like, oh, hey, how's it going? And yeah. tried to act like she was being nice, but it was kind of another, like, Catherine, you're a fucking racist conversation. And Catherine's not having that because that was like last season, I guess. I'm not, yeah. I'm not really sure. Look, my overall feeling is that Vanita is put in a terrible situation here. She's brought onto this show where someone has just done all this stupid racist shit online. She's brought on the show to confront her, basically. It was like Leva and her brought on the show, like almost like the producer saying, look, we're doing something about it. We're going to have someone confront Catherine about it, and it won't be our actual cast. It'll be two new people that we're going to bring on. And now it's season two, and they're not really friends with anybody on the cast, really. Mm-hmm. And so they're making her continue the storyline. Like, I'm not really sure what's going on, but I feel bad for Vanita. Like, can she have her own life? That we can focus on. You yeah, know? I mean, I definitely, uh, I definitely got the sense that when she said that thing at the garden party about like, okay, you first and you next, it was sort of like a, um, it like came from like sort of awkward, awkward energy of like, uh, like I'm, I'm addressing the elephant in the room that there's two big, two big things here that we have to talk, and it's almost like, isn't this funny that there's like these two things, and it was almost like this. I think she was trying to be disarming. And instead, of course, they took it as like, oh, fine, that's the way to do it. Okay, so I'll be second. Fine, fine. <laughs> I was like, why are you guys getting mad at this stupid part here about the first and second? As opposed to just squashing these issues that you guys have. Well, and then <laughs> you've got Olivia coming in, who is a total dodo bird. Total. Like, she's totally up Catherine's ass. She's like there to be Catherine's wingman or whatever. But Vanita and Olivia made up. Like, Vanita came up to her at the apology. They made up. So then Olivia shows up and gives all this attitude again. It's like, I thought you guys just made up. And now they're acting like they've been fighting this whole time. It's confusing. And it's very, like, 
first season cast member stories, like on Housewives, where they're like, I have to fight with somebody, and this is it. I'm going to... I'm digging my heels in and we're going to fight about this stupid thing that nobody cares about. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, uh, I didn't understand why there was tension because I also thought it was squashed at that party. So um, either way, uh, Catherine is basically like, she's saying like, well, she doesn't know how I am. Like, like, you know, let's keep it equal. So Vanita's like, Catherine, I know everyone else attacks you at the table, but I'm not here to do that. She goes, well, earlier you said to me, I hope you're not raising your kids like that. Like that was fucking insulting to me. Erm, like F word. Mm-hmm. Oops. Sorry. I don't give a shit. Cause she's saying that in t- like in, um, uh, Right to Patricia's face. Patricia last last week was like, "No f words." So and no sh- no shit words either. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, Taylor's like, "Um, I am so confused. Did Shep cheat on somebody here? <laughs> I mean, is that what happened?" <laughs> yeah. Madison's like, "Just don't ask questions. Just drink." So Catherine's like, "I mean." Why am I why am I losing my cool lover? Why am I losing my cool? And she's like, Because you like have emotions, Catherine, and that's totally normal. After I just tried to start like a gladiator fight. <laughs> yeah. And Eva says Eva is I mean, not Eva. Leva is like, I just I feel so guilty for starting this. Leva, you can't pull that card anymore. Okay. It's already this is already the second time this season that you've done this. Okay. So you can no longer be like, oops, I started it. <laughs> like this is every oops. I was I'm like, look, I last season I was a big Leva fan. I stood by her side. But this season she's just she's just stirring shit up and she knows better. You can practically see her holding her time card in her hand. Like, she just comes in and punches in, sits down, and it's like, you hate her, she hates you, go for it. And then she's the one who got Vanita going, or, like, having this conversation or whatever, and she tells Catherine, listen, Catherine, the person who pulls you off your cool is the person who wins. So don't let her win. You started it, and Vanita's your friend. What are you doing? Exactly, so, and it's her birthday party too, by the way. That you you start you aired the start to get this ball rolling at. Not only that, it's her birthday party that you guys totally um, surprised her by inviting pe- to people she doesn't like and not telling her. Okay? You invited so. like uh, someone who has like documented racist behavior uh, to her to her own birthday party. Yeah. So Vanita's like, okay, so Olivia, why don't I talk to you, if that's okay? Because I just want to make sure we understand each other. And Olivia's like, okay. So they walk away. And Vanita's like, come on, let's do it. Come on, you can do it. Something she goes, like you, that. She goes, you, you got, got this. It. Yeah. <laughs> and Olivia goes, no, I know I got it. Thanks for the encouragement. I'm like, you know what? Shut up, Olivia. Shut up. Okay, you just got here. <laughs> yeah. So... um, we go to their talk. So Olivia's like, um, what's up? And Vanita says, well, I just want to make sure that at my party, that I'm like good with everyone at the table. Already, I'm like, this is not going well. Who right. cares? I don't need to be good with everyone. I mean, if if there's people at my party I don't like, I don't pull them all over. No, never. <laughs> I just like giving dirty looks and then just ignore right. them. Right. You talk about them to everybody else while yes. they're on your side because it's your party. Yeah, I don't know why Vanita needs to do this right here. And so she's like, you know, uh, when we were at Catherine's party, like everything was good. But at Naomi's party, I got a different Olivia. And Olivia's like, well, you got the Olivia that was walking out of the bathroom and was having three girls talking at the same time. So, yeah, it's a little different now. But they weren't talking 
about Olivia were they, I'm, I, at this point I can't no. remember. They no, were Olivia about was inserting herself into stuff that was not her fucking business. Again, yeah. you know. So Olivia's like, yeah, um, that was a little different. So Vanita says, okay, yeah, but besides that, like, you know, when you told me to calm down, and Olivia's like, I did not say calm down and put like a hand in your face like that. I, you know, I just said calm down. So like, I mean, if you don't want to be told calm down, then you shouldn't be yelling at me because like I kept it cool. <laughs> and so Vanita says, well, but I was uncomfortable with the fact that you walked away. She's like, oh, really? Well, I heard you throughout the term racist, and I'm not about to stick around for that. That is a very bad word racist i cannot believe somebody said the word racist uh-oh uh-oh You're like, white oh, blonde yeah. little white blonde ladies from the south do not like hearing the word racist that's a very bad very very bad word apparently. the only thing worse that a, a black lady having to endure racism is when the black lady actually says the word racism that is just so <laughs> offensive isn't that racism to white people the word racism. Just to have to be around that word when someone's had god. to experience that, that wasn't the white person. Oh my god. Now, I'm so, trying to remember, they should have flashback of Vanitas, of Vanitas saying something about, like, she re- it was like a reference in that fight to Catherine making the ref- make the, the monkey emoji. But I don't actually remember the larger context. I mean, I don't remember the larger context of the conversation. I don't remember that conversation being like, oh, Catherine's a racist. I thought the conversation was like, Catherine's the conversation like was about Naomi's something. party and how things went left and how Vanita's like, well, why am I supposed to go be all nice to Catherine after she made all that, yeah, ra- you know, all the racist tweets and all that stuff or the racist DMs or whatever. And Olivia hears that and walks right in and starts like, well, no, 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 she's not here to defend herself and sticking up for someone she's known for two minutes to get some airtime. And then they mm-hmm. told her to shut the fuck up, which rightly so. And yeah. then so she walked off and made it a big drama with Austin. And Vanita actually was a bigger person and was like, listen, it's like your first day at work. So <laughs> I didn't mean to like come at you. I'm sorry it went like that. And so the fact that they're even having this conversation again, like they've never had that conversation <laughs> is know. wasting my time. Well, then, you know what I mean. And then poor Vanita tries to actually um, tries to she tries to. I just spat right on my laptop. I'm sorry. I just gave my laptop COVID. But um, she tries to <laughs> she tries to like um, uh, she she responds by being. I, I can't even think of the right word, but by trying to be almost like clever in her words. So Vanita goes. So you're not going to stick around for it because you're racist or you're not racist. And all Olivia hears is you're racist. <laughs> and she only and she hears that's the only she hears capital Y, the sentence starts at you're racist and ends there. That's all she hears. And um now she's now Olivia's triggered. Now she's like, What? What did you just ask me? <laughs> did that did you have the word racist in your question? I can I'm God leaving. So she's like, well, I'm just asking because you're coming to Catherine's defense. So like from the outside looking in, explain to me. And she's like, no, 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 no. Hold up. No, no. I'm uncomfortable because that word, that horrible, horrible word used to hold back so many white people. (laughs) (laughs) From from getting jobs that they would barely ever be able to get. (laughs) Yes. So easily tossed out in a conversation involving me when we've known each other five minutes. So when I hear that word thrown out there, I don't even know the reason you said it, but I'm checking out. It's not okay. Okay, so you don't know why she said why she said the word racist. You just heard it and need to run away. Olivia, you're failing. 
You're yeah, failing, failing very badly. You're more okay. angry about just hearing the word racist than you were about the monkey emoji. So there's that. Right. And listen, just to play devil's advocate, she didn't have to be so in the wrong because Vanita's like kind of coming after her like, oh, so you're ra- are you racist because you're supporting Catherine? You know, I don't know that that's... That's a fight that's not current, eh? So you keep bringing stuff up. But I understand that Vanita's put in that position where it's like she kind of has to keep bringing things up because it was never really resolved, I guess. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. So I get that. But if Olivia's argument was like, look, you're coming after me. I've known Catherine a very short time, too. I don't really know all the stuff that's going on with Catherine. So if you're insinuating that I'm racist because I'm being friends with somebody who did something wrong at one time, I don't think that's fair to me. If she said something like that, she would be on more solid ground. You know what I mean? But coming out and just being like, I heard the word racist come out of your mouth. Do you know how many white statues have been taken down in this city? Yeah. Because of that word? It's like, you you failed that one, Olivia. Yeah, I mean, Olivia is definitely failing on so many levels. And so, and of course, the, you, you it was only a matter of mo- time before she starts saying, and you're not going to cancel culture me out on this. And Vinita's like... If I had that culture, I would not, like, Catherine would not be here. Which I don't think that Olivia was able to follow that logic, by the way. <laughs> you have to be greenlit to be canceled. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no one has told you you're in a place to be canceled yet, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> uh, and so, of course, we get the cancel culture thing. So we pretty much know who Olivia is now. I mean, I think that's pretty, I think that pretty we much know. sums it up. And Anybody who separate- says you're not going to cancel culture me, I mean, I've <laughs> seen you and you're all in the same place and it's on a news channel that my parents love to blare <laughs> anytime I'm within a block radius. I'll tell you so one thing, she it. definitely was not watching any sort of potential hearings that were airing last night, that's for sure. So, <laughs> I'll tell you who, I'll tell you also who knows Olivia, probably every customer service person at like Target. <laughs> like, I bought this hanger and it's broken. Okay, you tell me why. Are you going to cancel me now? Ma'am, well, just have a receipt. Yeah. I'm canceling Target. That's it. <laughs> I'm cancel culturing you. Commercials. Here comes one right now. So Vanita's like, listen, if there was cancel culture, if I had cancel culture, Catherine wouldn't be here, okay? (laughs) Which I think was a very good point. So then back at the table, Patricia's like, oh, Lord, I've heard the F word, the shit word. Next thing I'm going to see hear the cut fitness word. I'm out of here. Whitney, come get me. Whitney. You have to dial the phone first. Whitney. Dial the phone. You have to dial the phone, Miss Pat. Just (laughs) ring your bell into the void. And so, <laughs> so but Madison's like, come on, give me your phone. So Madison gets gets her phone and FaceTimes Whitney and, and is like, come get your mom. And he's like, oh, mother, I'm here at home team barbecue. And Madison goes, well, you're going to have to leave because you have to come get her. I mean, do you want, are you born for corn or not? Get your mother. <laughs> So then back to Vanita and Olivia. Vanita's like, listen, you have no idea what it's like to be a black person and then to hear Catherine say those things and then to have to be in her presence. And she's like, yeah, but I have nothing to do with that. She goes, yeah, but then you should address it instead of walking away. And she's like, okay, well, I'm all about having those conversations, okay? But um, not heated like that is certainly not using disparaging language. (laughs) 
against the white people. (laughs) I'm all about talking about racism, but not if you're going to start saying words like racism and racist, okay? (laughs) So Vanita's like, (laughs) she's like, well. Can we just talk about banana? Use that word. Can that just be code word for racism? Okay, next time you say, remember when Catherine Catherine was bananas? Okay, that's a conversation I'll have. (laughs) So Vanita's like, okay, well, there are some things that you and I don't match on, which is fine. And Olivia goes, you've only known me for five minutes. And and Vanita's like, yes, and you've known me for less than five minutes. Olivia's like, well, I'm not making these claims that we don't match. I'm like, Olivia, are you arguing that are you are you angry that she asserted that you guys have not been like have not instantly gelled while you're actively not gelling? Like, what is wrong with you? I don't know, but this was also another thing on Vanita's part that's like a Catherine comeback. You've known me five minutes. Oh, really? Well, you've known me less than five minutes. Is this let's make? Wow, it we l- need new writers on this. Is this show. name that tune? <laughs> I can know you in two minutes. You are the new show by Bravo. You yeah. suck. You suck more. Ooh. So Olivia's like, well, listen. Oh, Vanita's like, can I just talk without interrupting? Okay. Like, m- maybe I can say my piece. And she's like, no, we are done because I think you had another agenda, which is another code word. You know, there's the for gay agenda. Culture. It's always an agenda. You know, she's yeah. like, you had another agenda for this conversation. And my agenda was to talk about the issue at hand, <laughs> which nobody even knows. Nobody yeah, what even understands what that issue hand, is. By the way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the issue at hand is that, A, you guys aren't seeing eye to eye. And so when she tried to say that, you got mad at her, that she doesn't know you long enough to say that you guys don't see eye to eye. So that is the issue at hand. And the reason why you're not seeing eye to eye is because you walked away during this, because you got involved in that stupid fight at Naomi's party. I don't know. So Vanita's like, then talk to me, though. If you're willing to talk about that, then we're talking. But you guys already did talk about it. You guys are struggling too hard to have an argument. We don't need to hear this argument. Okay. Cancel this argument. This argument needs to be cancel cultured. (laughs) Yeah. So they go back to finish the party. So now Vanita's getting, now Vanita's mad because she feels like none of this would have happened if Madison hadn't invited these two girls, which I would argue, yes, but I think actually even more so, Leva was the one who really made this truly happen. So, well, they're uh, all doing it because, you know, Vanita's a new cast member. And so, like, what are you gonna do? Just tell, talk about being, um, talk about being an influencer every single yeah. day. Like, you have to do something on the show. You know, it's very, uh, it's uh, other Bravo shows, like other Housewives shows. They kind of force you into to a storyline if you're not doing anything. I mean, having people you don't want at your party invited without you knowing is classic. That's like a classic trope. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's how they see how you deal with it, but. It's just, it wasn't really cool to her, and it's not cool for her to be kind of sitting there alone when everybody else at the table are all these, like, white ladies pretending they don't even know what the problem is or what Catherine did. Like, if we're going to have this conversation again, have the conversation. But to have it just being the only black woman at the table who has to be like... There's actually another black woman, to be fair. Oh, you're right, you're right. But you know what I mean. Yeah, but I doesn't but to have it, it does be her responsibility anything. to bring it up at a party. It's like, oh my god, it's just cringe to watch. It sucks. It was, and I felt actually my heart really broke for her because she was she was really upset, and she was saying she says that she just wants to go home and cry, but she has to be there, and you just sort of see her face, and her face, she just she just looks so sad. I actually felt so bad for Vanita as she sort of was 
plastering a smile on her face, but she was sort of crestfallen and looking down. I felt so bad for her um, that she had to have that. Like she was really excited for this this birthday, and then she had to like have a conversation about racism yet again at her birthday. And you know that's yeah. the thing for all the thing that Olivia's like. I don't want to talk about racism. You know, like that's that word gets thrown around so much. You think Vanita wants to sit and talk about racism at her own party? Do you think? Don't you think that she's maybe the one who's actually more sick of having these conversations than you are, Olivia? Like Olivia, you've probably had to have three of these conversations. Vanita probably has to have these conversations. Every single day. It's exhausting for the poor girl. Yeah. yeah. So we go to Craig and Paige. Craig. Um, <laughs> brushing their teeth. And doing that thing where they're like staring at each other in the mirror while they brush their teeth. It's very bring it on. Okay. So it was a very bring it on moment. Oh, And yeah. they're like laughing at each other. How they like brush their teeth. And Paige spits. And Craig's like, you, you spit halfway through. I mean, like, it's fine that you do that. But like, it's weird. And she's like, um, <laughs> that like went sexual in my head. That's hilarious. We are so cute. And then you're we cut to Mark. You're cute. <laughs> you're cute. <laughs> That's my Craig's voice. You're cute. You're cute. So you then are. we go to Mar- <laughs> yeah yeah yow I I think yow are the cutest yow are yow are yow yeah um <laughs> so then we go to Marcy who is um her storyline for this this episode is putting socks on so I can't uh, <laughs> sometimes with this show what are you guys doing at Bravo what wh- how is this casting how is getting Shep's old washed up cousin who finally got pregnant to put on socks a storyline who is Marcy why do I care and why the fuck is she on my TV struggling with socks I don't care and have another part of cigarettes while you're at it Marcy I can't with this who cast this season okay Vanita, you're, Vanita and Olivia you're off the hook for the next five minutes <laughs> And then we have Taylor uh, presenting Basil to Shep, and then um, then ultimately we have Craig and Paige on a golf cart uh, going from his house to the local bar, and so they're riding along, and he's like, I love our little golf cart date. She's like, yeah, I love our little golf cart dates, Tao. Oh my god, we're so cute. You're so cute. So cute, so cute. You are. You are. You're cute. And he's like, I love this neighborhood. I love this neighborhood, too. Say something else you love. I love flowers. I love flowers, too. <laughs> I love this guy. I love this guy, too. It's like, oh, my God, guys. Okay, we get it. So she's like, I, I can't wait till Christmas because you said you wanted to celebrate, like, all of your Christmases with me. And he's like, yeah, I was being really nice, right? It's like, yeah, when you're drunk, you're really, really nice. Yeah, you are. Uh-uh, you are. You are. I say you really are. cute shit when I get drunk. Yeah, I hear cute shit when you're drunk. Yeah, because I say cute shit when I'm drunk. Yeah, you are. You are. You are. You are. And of course, she's with Craig, so they see a bar and don't pass it the first time. So they get out and go into the bar <laughs> and order some spicy blackberry margaritas and talk about Austin. And he's like, oh, yeah, things went really good with Austin um, because, like, he invited me and Chef to Charlotte to, like, reconnect. And then Austin, like, you know, he found out that Madison was engaged somehow. Oh, yeah, it's because I set a timer on my phone and went off when Amazon Live came on. It was really funny. <laughs> you know what? Like, and, and he says that, like, Madison probably thought, like, that, that like, announcement of the engagement would, like, freak Austin out. And so Paige is like, um... When I do get engaged, the last person I'm going to be thinking about is the person I dated before. In this case, Perry. I mean, right. Who remembers Perry, right? But Charleston is like 
a weird place. Like people buy things not only at full price, they actually pay extra <laughs> to buy their clothes here. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Like if I broke up with someone, uh, bye. I'm never seeing them again. And he's like, uh, yeah, but like in Charleston, like I went to a party at my ex's and it was like all my friends were there. So like it would have been weird not to go. She goes, yeah, right. And I totally get that. Like group settings all day, every day. But being cordial and being friends are two different things, right? Mm-hmm. Well, go ahead. I can't wait to hear your opinion on this. Um, well, I wouldn't say friends, but like Naomi and I have broken up, been broken up for like five years and like. What if we went to lunch, theoretically, because maybe that's on the call sheet for tomorrow, but just saying, <laughs> theoretically, what if we went to lunch? And Paige is like, no, that would be crazy. I wouldn't go out with someone I previously slept with for a one-on-one. -on -one. That's crazy. Now. Yeah, okay, okay. But, like, what about this? Like, we're not going to get our nails done and be gal pals, but, like, what if we just, like, had a wedding shower just to see what it was like, and then she could wear a baby bump around town and tell people it was mine <laughs> just because, like, we're just friends? No, that's certifiably insane. That's, like, liking but not subscribing. So, okay. no. Okay, what if you injected some of her spinal fluid into your spine so, like, we could see if you got her accent, you know? Because, like, we're just friends. No, that's like literally going to M&H, but not to H&M. So, no, absolutely not. Okay, but, like, how, how about if we cloned Naomi and then raised her like our daughter? Like, that would that would be okay, right? That would be, like, lightly tapping and not smashing a like button, so no. <laughs> Look, I just want to hang out with her. Like, it's the lawyer in me, okay? Hmm. <laughs> and she's like, um, yeah, she's like, the Italian in me would tell you no. So. <laughs> well, specifically, the Italian in me would not just say, say no. The Italian in me would say now. So Craig's <laughs> like, I get it. Not really. I'll just say I'll get it. That's just the lawyer in me. You know, I like the Italian. Uh, there are, like, definitely unique things about you that I think are, like, really cute now because of it like you're like a cute italian like when i play super mario brothers i'm like that could be Paige with a mustache after she's eating a lot of food <laughs> like it's cute what do you think is so cute about it murder he's like uh why do the guys look like they've been hit over the head with baseball bats in the diary room session all of them do <laughs> none of them seb craig and austin all look crazy in the diet they're like Ugh. <laughs> you know, like crazy. Like their eyes are half shut and bloodshot. <laughs> kind of like mine up. today. Yeah, I'm about to say, that's how I look right now. So um, now we see Austin walking down a street to Charleston Beer Works. So I just assumed Pringle was going to come strolling up because he sat down in a, like, a, he sat down on an empty table at like a beer garden. So I just assumed Pringle would be like, hey, well, I was at the bank and I saw the, you know. <laughs> You were at the bar. I thought maybe there's a lovely lady in here in an open tap. I don't know. So, like, color me surprised when he did not show up this entire scene or even episode. I love that they have a place called Aus uh, whatever Charleston Beer Works, and it's like all guys who don't work there in the day. It's like, well, at least the beers work in there. Okay, at least the beers keeping that economy going. So Austin comes, and the waiter comes up, and he goes, "Do you need a menu, or do you need trop hop?" He's like, "Yeah, trop hop." <laughs> It's so sad. So that, um, that is so sad. That's like what, me walking into Chili's and being like, "Hey, it's my birthday. Would you mind playing a song called Watch What Crap Is, <laughs> episode eighteen twenty two? That'd be great. Thanks." So wow, that's a song from our future, Ronnie. 
because we're on episode <laughs> 1808. So um, oh, it's, it's a premiere. Yeah. Roddy's like, we're going to have a premiere. I mean, your birthday is coming up in like almost exactly a month. Maybe it'll be, maybe we will have reached that, that episode. So um, mm. Austin gets chop up and Olivia shows up and she's like really turned on by Austin because he's wearing sneakers and a hat. Wow. What a novel look. Wow. And, and then I don't know why. <laughs> Aim like, higher. Aim higher, babe. So then they order food and like I feel like in any other context, I'd be like, oh, that's kind of fun. But hearing Austin ordering it ruined it for me. He's like, oh, uh, yeah, we'll have the uh, the tachos. I was like, I, I'm like, I've never, tacho? I just have to assume it's tater tots presented like nachos. But I just oh. got mad at it. I was like, actually, I was like, in theory, that sounds delicious. But if you're seeing Austin order it, I was like, this dish is already ruined and I haven't even gotten to try it yet. <laughs> Especially because you know Olivia is going to be wearing little bits of it all over her face as he spits it all over her. Yeah, it actually comes with full fledged strips of bacon, but they're they definitely turn into bits by the time they get onto Olivia's face. (laughs) So they joke about how this is their first time actually on a real date with nobody else joining them. And uh, Austin's like, huh, when did I see you at? When did I see you at? And she's like, um, before the garden party? Um, well, the garden party was something. That was combined for Vanita and Madison slash congrats for Madison because, you know. And he goes, oh, yeah, Madison, a surprise is for me. <laughs> so I got engaged now, so this party has to be about me, me, me. And even your engagement party has to be a subtle dig at me. It has to be a subtle dig at me. Subtle dig. <laughs> Olivia's like, note to self, never bring up Madison on a date. I'm like, note to self, don't go on a date with Austin also. So yeah. Austin's- <laughs> a lot of people have sneakers, Olivia. <laughs> yeah. Okay? yeah. I guarantee Gosh. in Charleston you'll find a few guys with sneakers who can also wear a hat backwards. So Austin's like, I mean. <laughs> One day I just want my baby to marry a man in sneakers. It's like, oh, all right, well, Bunny's like- made her prayer, so. I've been around the world and I, 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 I can't find my, oh, actually, I found my baby. He's literally all over Charleston. Okay, got it. So, uh, Austin's like, I mean, not to harp on this, because it's insane right now, but she got me convinced that I wasn't funny. I wasn't good looking. Nobody likes me. People thought I was an asshole. I mean, she's insane how she got me to think that. I'm like. You were just watching your episodes, weren't you? That's what it was. <laughs> also, I'm waiting for her to be wrong in this. Yeah. You know, it's like he's mad when he watches the Jeopardy champion get every question right. He's like, oh! <laughs> call me when she gets one wrong. So yeah. Olivia's <laughs> like, um, well, this conversation really doesn't have to do with Madison. Okay. I mean, look, I can't even go on a date with you. And he's like, okay, let's dig in. Let's dig in. You know, but look, here's the thing about it. You can call it PTSD or whatever, but like in that moment with her, I was so, wait for it, wait for it, because I'm wearing sneakers, your panties are about to drop while I say this, vulnerable. I was so, oh, okay. You don't know this person. You don't know Olivia, okay? Stop using fucking bachelor speak to prove that you're worthy of a date. God, but he was, you know what, he was so vulnerable when he was cheating on Madison with that three-way with those girls. That was a lot of vulnerability. (laughs) So um, Austin's like, I mean, the fact of the matter is we were insanely together for three years and it just sucks to show that you're bothered. But like showing that you're bothered is a total sign of weakness. I understand that I'm going to look like a petty, weak bitch. I hate that. I'm like, no, you're allowed to show that you're bothered. I think what you're not allowed to do is like go back over and over, like say all these things and go back over and over again and then act like you're the victim when you're clearly like the asshole in the situation. 
Yeah, but I'm going to look like a petty weak bitch, and I hate that. I hate that. And now it's spilled into dating. You know, look, I just want to say, look, I just want to take it. And she's like, slow, take it slow. Wow, shocker. Listen, I'm not trying to lock it down. I'm not one of those girls. Oh, really? You're not? Can we cut to a week ago where Olivia's like, if you didn't want to impregnate me within the next five minutes, I'm done. I don't have time to wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to a life where I'm sitting on my porch trying to put socks on. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, but she but she is right in this situation. She's like, um, I think this conversation is a little presumptuous. Like, this is our first date by ourselves. Why are we? T- why are we? He's uh, breaking talking? up with her. Yeah. He's breaking up with her like they're dating. Yeah, and she's like, we are, this is like literally, our, we, we are, we are, we are, the tot shows haven't even arrived yet, okay? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm sorry, but I cannot give you this tot show. She's like, okay, <laughs> bye. There's like a helicopter waiting for her outside. Yeah, her home. I mean, I think that Olivia's a twit, but she deserves better than Austin. Like, she shouldn't be messing around with this bullshit. I don't know. Time will tell, I guess. <laughs> well, so it's, by um, the way, like, that's, that's, not, that's not a high bar. Okay, like to say that he, that she doesn't deserve Austin's like also the same as saying she doesn't deserve to walk on a beach and get like stuck by a syringe needle, you know? <laughs> like people don't deserve things. Doesn't matter who you are. Oh, I don't know. I'm not willing to go that far. <laughs> some people some people might deserve the Some syringe. people deserve things, okay? Um so <laughs> She's like, yeah, um, he's making the easy part the hard part. It's like, yeah, wait till you start dating him for real. You'll see the hard part. <laughs> so now they have the end of their bachelor scene where he's like, where does that leave us? And she's like, I don't know. And he's like, you have one more week to be as vulnerable as I need you to be. I'll be fucking people in Charlotte. Bye. So he leaves. So then um, Marcy, another Marcy scene. Why? I don't know. I really don't know. Oh, I'm, because she's I'm the furious first... with the Marcy scenes. Like, no. did Marcy spend all of her trust? Why are we giving Marcy a job? No, because Marcy is the first person ever to have to figure out how to put together baby furniture. Did you not know that? That's what they had to film it because um, she had to put together a thing and call her mom and ask her how to do it. Like she had to put, she had to make a crib, but she forgot the mattress. She forgot to go to Gwyn's to get the mattress. So well, that's how a baby learns, and it's also how you get a baby with patterns on their skin. <laughs> and who else has that? But her whole thing is like she's already got this arc, you know. She's like, I was a party girl, like Shep, yeah, you know, like Shep. I was doing the same thing Shep was doing out there, like, like partying, like having fun, like doing Jaeger shots on my tits, you know, like it was great. And then I got pregnant, and he didn't, and now everyone's treating me like I won the fucking Nobel Peace Prize, you know what I'm saying? And now I got to put together a fucking uh, a fucking bed. They need a mattress in it. I'm like, why? Why is this an arc like Shep did it, you know? If yeah. Shep had gotten to this point where he's like, gosh, I don't even know how to put together a baby bed. We'd be like, oh, that's so funny because that's Shep. And of course he does it. But you're Marcy. We don't know the old you. We just know you, the you that can't put on socks or make a bed. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So she calls up her mom, man, and she's like, what do I do? I asked my doctor how to breastfeed. She told me to get the book called The Womanly Art of Breastfeeding, which is literally 500 page book. And her mom's like, oh, Marcy, sweetheart. Listen, if you think all, think about all those women in the early days, okay, they didn't have books. They just did it. In fact, I think a good way to go through life is to have the same mentality of ladies from the 1800s, okay? <laughs> it's gotten our boys this far. Yeah, great advice, Mom. It reminds me of those people who are like, I'm on the caveman diet. I'm, I'm just eating like caveman. Because, you know, caveman, healthy. 
Cavemen yeah. were missing all their fucking teeth and died when they were like 19. Okay. <laughs> well, why are you trying to copy that? They had Great advice, mom. Saber tooth tigers and stuff. <laughs> okay. You just have to heat up some lean cuisine. So, uh, yeah. So basically, um, yeah. But, but I mean, Marcy does have a point, which is that like, like her entire family was treating her like she was deranged that she wasn't married and had a baby, whereas Shep gets a free pass. So that does definitely suck. But whatever. Um, I mean, okay, it does, but I don't think Shep gets a free pass. Everybody's always telling Shep, when are you getting married? When are you going to get married? You're too old to be doing this. When are you well, going to get married? Well, you know, Cameron definitely probably still calls him up. It's like, Shepard, have you found someone to settle down with yet? Shepard? I'm in line at Chick-fil-A to get my one waffle fry allotment for the day. <laughs> I love fast food. Hey, this is just Cameron reminding you I'm relatable. Okay, you do you get anybody pregnant yet? Okay, bye, loser. Remember when I brought my little baby to the aquarium <laughs> and he walked around? God, that was a relatable moment. Okay, bye, I was on the real world. Do you so, think when she's in, in the drive-thru window at Chick-fil-A, they're like, um, hi there, welcome to Chick-fil-A. Can we take your menu? Previously on Southern Charm. <laughs> Previously on my Chick-fil-A order. <laughs> I got waffle fries. But then Catherine said, why don't you get waffle fries for me? So it was a big drama. <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> uh, so Vanita's house. So we go to Vanita's, and this scene is about how organized Vanita is. She has a basket for everything, even her dog toys. And a label. And I was like, this is too much. But I was also kind of envious because... I kind of, I, I actually thought she did a great job. And I, um, I'm today, this afternoon, I'm rearranging my pots and pans. This was already a plan in motion. And I <laughs> wow, felt like that's this a was big a, day you've got. Mm-hmm, well, because it was Amazon Prime Day, like, well, during the, during the height of my COVIDness, I, uh, it was Amazon Prime Day. So I went a little wild and I bought some new pots and pans. So we're, everything's getting re- out with the old, in with the new, rearrangement. So then when I saw this, I was like, yes. Yes, I'm going forward with this plan. I'm rearranging. I might make labels. Well, there you go. So it was like a HGTV segment for you. Or that was that show on Netflix, the uh, home edit. <laughs> the home edit. Put everything in a rainbow. <laughs> like that. Like what does that do? Yeah. Do you know Reese Witherspoon now? Remember when they were so excited that they met they met Reese Witherspoon? They were so um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Leva comes over, and you know. Last year, I kind of believed that they were friends, but this makes it obvious that they don't even know each yes, other. Yes, I don't even say. <laughs> Leva comes in and she's like, "Oh my god! Wow, how cute, my friend! What an apartment, my friend! It's like a single girl's bachelor pad, my friend." Leva's not even gonna try in this. <laughs> like, come on, Leva. I know. So, um, uh, yeah, they are like walking around. And they go outside to have some tea, and Leva's like, oh, sorry for the garden party. And then he's like, are you? Are you sorry? <laughs> Leva's like, you know, when I saw you get upset, that's why I, that's why I like to talk to, about, to talk to Catherine about her feelings, you know? As the star of Leveland coming to Bravo sometime in the immediate future, you know, these are the things I have to do. And she tells us, remember... I'm a hostess, so I'm always frustrated when people are mad and they don't say why. Oh, really? Because you're a hostess? hostess? What kind of hostess is that? Guys, um, I was going to put you at that round top right there, but that other family came in and gave me attitude, so I gave it to them. So you're going to have to wait 20 minutes. Like The hostess is just starting shit with everybody at the restaurant. 
I know, but also like <laughs> if you're like the hostess of a party, isn't your job to make everyone feel as comfortable as possible? So you actually are trying to smooth things over and like navigate away from icebergs. I don't understand what she's talking about. Yeah. So um, she's like, yeah, I saw you upset with Catherine. That seemed really real. So that was good. Good job, friend. Good job. That was real. And she's like, you mean Olivia, right? She goes, well, you know, look, my feelings come on strong because I don't really get one-on-ones with everybody. It's like, I'm on this show, but, uh, oh my God, you guys, I'm so sorry. I have to answer this. That's terrible. And we're on video, Ben. Commercials. Here comes one right now. That is so unprofessional, and normally we would just cut that out, but this is like an on-demand thing. So, Ben, would you cut it out of the audio? I'll cut it out of the audio. <laughs> Thank you. And then people who are but listening are like, what did I miss? What amazing phone call with Tiffany did I miss? No, but here's the thing. They're a plumber, okay? And oh, so it's a plumber? Like, oh, I totally get it. You cannot there's not take a, that call. Yes, and there's like a there's a fucked up thing. Yeah, you have to take the call because they don't call you back. But there's a fucked up thing because my sister and nieces come over, and I swear it's when they come over, and I don't think their poops are too big. I think that they're probably flushing their girl things, which mm-hmm. I get. But, you know, I guess you can't do that with this kind of toilet. And they're denying it. So now we're having like a girl a girl time fight. Like, are you? F-? They're like, why are you accusing us of stuff? So then there's that element. And then you've got this lady who's now called me four times to say no. And then she keeps using the words squeeze Squeeze. you in. Lady, it's a toilet. (laughs) Could you stop talking about squeezing? I don't want to think about poop. I don't like poop. I don't like to talk about poop. And now all I have to do is think about poop and schedule poop. And she keeps saying squeeze. Like, sorry, can we we squeeze you in that? Let me see if we can squeeze you in today. I'm like, lady, no one in here can squeeze anything. That's why you need to come. How about Monday? How about we squeeze you in Monday so you can squeeze one out? How about that? Oh, no, can't do Monday. How about Tuesday? Maybe. Maybe Tuesday, maybe Monday. <laughs> Should say, are you not come? Are you not being accommodating because you're racist or because you're not racist? <laughs> what? I'm not having this conversation anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Anyway, sorry. Poop drama over here. Yeah, it was very exciting. I don't know. Um. So anyway, back to the show. Vanita is talking about how she basically has a hard time because uh, she has a hard time just opening up in general. But then, um, you know, and, and she gets scared because she is scared if she's being super open and then it doesn't go right. Then she's more nervous to be open again. And she doesn't get to have one-on-ones with people. As you were saying, she basically is only seeing people yeah. at parties. And, um, yeah, she's basically, uh, she's in a sucky situation. But here, she's in a sucky situation. But here's my thing. You don't get one-on-ones with people because you're not really friends with the people. Right. So, like, mm-hmm. if you're not like calling them to go out to lunch for the show's sake, you know, to pretend that you're friends or whatever, it's going to be all these group scenes and it just doesn't work. Like, she shouldn't be in this position. And I guess it's her taking the job too, right? It's like, okay, you're on the position as like the voice of reason versus Catherine or whatever, but it just makes for a super awkward time for her and like just kind of a boring show for everyone else because it's like why are you even fighting with these people you don't even like them they don't deserve it they don't deserve you're too good for these people i'll say yeah i would like to see her actually develop like her i I would actually be more interested in watching her um grow her relationships with the rest of the cast members than with having you know like having to deal with Catherine. so Um, yeah, but she just doesn't want to be fake at the end of the day. So there's that. So now, um, 
Craig, Shep, and Austin are gathering together to go to Charlotte for this big Harris Teeter meeting that Austin needs to go on. And uh, Shep, that, so Craig is going to drive, and Shep, Shep sits in the back seat, and he goes, well, I guess I'll sit in the back and stretch my legs, so to speak. <laughs> I'm like... No, I mean, you're literally stretching your legs. I don't, it's, you don't even have to say, so you're just stretching your legs, Shep. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. South Shep time. As Tom Wolf once wrote, I guess I will stretch my legs, so to speak. Gosh. <laughs> e pluribus unum. Like, what? Make a left. That's how they say it in Latin. As Joan Didion once wrote in her column, <laughs> I suppose I'm just going to turn the air on back here for a sec. Wherefore art thou my radio station? Gosh. <laughs> so Craig's like, uh, Shep, I'm like still scared from when you tried to drive us to the Hamptons as a lawyer. Like I was rocking back and forth and like I had to throw up out the window. Uh, and uh, Craig's like, Shep is an awful driver. Like awful. It's like gas, break, gas, break, gas, break. You're cute. You're cute. Sorry. Paige is standing over there. You are. Yeah, you are. You are. You are. You are. You are. She's at every mile marker. You are. Uh, God, I hate mile markers. They're so stupid. I, I know do that, too. Like, I know it's that they it's have like you're like, on your horse. You're like, hey there, only 17 more minutes to go. Three more mile markers, buddy. We can do it. <laughs> I know. Like, I know it's useful for emergency vehicles, but I just see them and I'm like, I just feel like you could have more charisma. <laughs> I, mean, I could just, use better graphic design on the smile marker. Yeah, I'll tell you seriously. That. You know, you're you're no you're no Animal Crossing. That's for sure. You're no deer deer crossing. Well, there was someone in government. I'm not really sure which administration, but someone got creative and they're like, "Let's let people buy mile markers." So they're like, "This mile marker was brought to you by Johnny Carson." It's like, "Wow, wow, Johnny, great job on 126B, buddy." No Bette Midler, no Bette Midler with her signs. <laughs> and actually, we have a Clive David up in where my parents live. There's a stretch of highway that's like. This part of the highway has been adopted by Clive Davis. I was like, oh, okay, fancy. <laughs> so they, Austin tells them that he got them hotel rooms and he's got a big meeting with Harris Teeter. <laughs> Harris, if I sell to Harris Teeter, it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. So he's got some big meeting. And then they're like, they have this music segment where they're like, let's listen to music. Yeah. And then they put on some new pop song and pretend that they all like it. What it the wasn't, hell? It wasn't a pop song. It was, was it? part of like the Bravo like music library because they've just played that song. I forget. It was either on like Atlanta or Married to Medicine, I believe. Because I remember when they played it, I was like, this doesn't sound like the typical like uh like uh interstitial song it was like anything you want baby but because we just heard it it actually sounds like it was it was like it was in our minds but we didn't really pay attention to it when it first happened so it felt like it was a song on the radio it's like oh i've heard that song before but actually it was just i don't know i don't know why they did that for a moment i actually thought is this some synergy does like is there some sort of like record label that's part of like the uh, like the mbcu umbrella that's but what just, it seemed like. Like they're gonna come out with like a now Bravo Southern Charm. Well, they did break season. Kelsey Ballerini. They did. They sure did. That's true. <laughs> um, so let's see. So they get to Austin, and Shep goes, "Hello, Charlotte, Austin's former hometown." No, it's still <laughs> his hometown. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, so to speak. That's how, that's how hometowns work. Okay. So um, they go to the hotel and they're unpacking in their room and stuff. And Craig is opening a bottle of wine and messes up and he goes, Jesus, Craig. It's like, wow, he's got like a little mini chef in there to be hateful to himself. It's yeah. Like, gosh, Greg, you can't even open wine cars. By the way, I do want to. Shut wanna... up, chef. <laughs> You're cute, wine. Um, I do want to say one thing <laughs> about the drive uh, that there, at one point, like, Craig is driving and Austin's like, dude, Craig, do not let this guy in, okay? Because I play this game on the highway. I play this game. And Craig's like, what? Be a dick? <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, you know, Austin is that guy that will not let you're like merging out of the highway. He will not let you in. I was like, wow, the like the layers of Austin being awful just continue to reveal themselves. <laughs> so then Austin is, uh, of course, has to do an on camera shower scene because that's just Austin. You know, that's Austin's yeah. um, ego. He loves those. Him and yes. Shep both love those. So he does that and then he gets dressed and does his hair and gets ready to go to his meeting or whatever and goes to Craig for approval. He's like, should I tuck my shirt or should I untuck my shirt? Craig's like, well, definitely if you have your shirt tucked in, you, you'll look like you're more there for a meeting. Oh, gosh, Craig. Sorry, I kept the chain on the door because I was trying to take it off. From- you're such an idiot, Craig. Shut up, tiny Shep. Shut up. Uh. So then, um, so then Shep goes to FaceTime Taylor, and she is in Shep's house cleaning his dishes, which I thought was strange. Oh God, Taylor, fucking get a life already! And then Shep is sitting. We know this is going to go bad because Shep is doing that thing with his foot, where it's like it's tapping really fast. Which in the reunions is what happens when he's always about to be confronted and he knows he's fucking wrong, right? So that's how the call starts. So she's like, "I'm at home cleaning up," and he's like, "At my house? Oh, will you steal some of my force? Cause I have too many. Gosh, I'm so relatable." Why does he, what happened with his forks? Like, what does, has he been taking forks from her house? Is that what's been happening? Or he just has been collecting forks? I don't understand how he has a, a fork surplus. That doesn't make sense. Well, I have to say, I do understand it because I am also a constantly single person. And when you're single, you don't have to use a fork and a knife. You know, because like, who's watching you? You just cut everything with your fork. Or if you can't, you just like stab it and then hold it up to your mouth and bite it while it's on the fork like why do you need the knife you know so you're always out of forks before you're out of knives so i doubled up on my forks too <laughs> now my silverware the fork thing spills over into all of the other things because i run through those quicker so i think that might be what's going on with chef oh interesting maybe go. thanks for this thanks for joining us for this completely useless mystery solve yeah, I uh, I feel like for me it's spoons. Spoons is where my surplus is. But I guess, I guess it's more just like the way he said it. It sounded like it. What in it? Like it, it's a recent thing that there was something a, a spurt of fork fork growth, and uh, I don't know why all of a sudden he has lots of forks. Like it, it's I don't I don't get it. So anyway, oh. so uh, then we go back to Craig, who is now he's on his he's on his. FaceTiming Paige on his stomach on his bed. He's got the glass of wine in his hand, which already, it's like such a nice bed cover. And I'm already like, this feels dangerous. And then ultimately, we see he winds up, he's FaceTiming her. He puts the wine glass just on the comforter. Not even, a nothing stable. It's just there. I think this says a lot about Craig. 
I think it says a lot about the choices he makes, Paige. I think this should be a red flag for her. <laughs> so she's like, hey, pumpkin. Hey. She's doing that. Hey, baby. We just started dating. And this is this is real. This is who you're dating in real life. Hey, pumpkin. All I really do is pout and call you cute little names. And he's like, hey, baby. Listen, Austin booked us in a hotel. It's like uptown or like downtown or wherever. She's like, so he booked you a hotel just in Charlotte. (laughs) Somewhere in town. Somewhere in town. You know what I like about the word town? It has the owl already built into it. So, (laughs) so, um, yeah, they're talking about like Craig's going to meet her parents on Monday, which is funny because I thought he already met her parents when they dropped her off at Winter House or picked her up. But um, he's going to meet them. And I was like, yeah, we're going to be so cute. Like, it's be great. Yeah, I can't wait to meet your parents. I they can't wait to meet y'all. I can't wait to meet them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So they hang up and he's like, I almost said I love you. Bye. But I didn't. <laughs> so, then- so we have to wait for the very special episode for them to first say, I love you. Yeah. Bachelor Ooh. rules they're playing by now. So Shep is like, um, oh my gosh, okay, we're going to, gosh, we're going to bowl? Man, uh, Taylor, we're going to bowl? And then, like, there's seven or eight bars by the hotel, so we're going to go out and have fun at bars. Hopefully there's girls there. I can't wait. Hopefully I get late. Wait, why are you mad? <laughs> now, why would you... He's she just, goes, be good. He's a gaslighter. Okay, he's a fucking gaslighter. He's like, we're going to go bowling. Why don't you just say you're going bowling? Why do you have to be like, we're going bowling, and then there's seven or eight bars to choose from? He's just trying to get her to be to say what she does, which is, okay, have fun. But he's waiting for her to do the, be good, so and, then he can fly off the handle. And that's what happens. She goes, okay, well, be good. And he goes, Taylor, like, well, what am I going to do? Are, are you crazy right now? Oh. And so. Uh, Come on. <laughs> he's, he's like all upset when, by the way, well, she, he says that it's, you know, this is because of the past, because he kissed a girl in a stairwell. At least that's what he has owned up to publicly on the reunion. Um, and uh, he's like upset because this happened a year and a half ago. But I believe everything that we've learned from Miss Shannon Badura is that it takes two years to build that trust back. So, sir, you are still in that window. <laughs> I'm so happy. Happy. So he tells the camera crew, he's like, guys, gosh, camera's down. I need some time. This is very serious. And then he goes into the next room and he's like, Taylor, I I told you, I'm not going to change who I am. And I'm not going to stop going out. And she's like, well, I'm not going to be that woman who was left because she was cheated on by someone who was at seven bars. And he's like, how many drinks have you had, you drunk? I was like, wait a second. Gotta go. Keep drinking, Betty Ford. Keep drinking. So God, this really got this went deep. I know. Also, like, how dare you, Shep, to be say say to her when she does something and say, like, oh, how many drinks have you had? Meaning that she's being so irrational because she's possibly gotten drunk when being drunk is actually the excuse you use for so many of your behaviors oh i was drunk i didn't really know what i was doing and yet if she were to get drunk it's like oh she's just out of control even though she wasn't even drunk but like using drunkenness as a weapon against her when it is the shield for you doesn't fly with me also what'd she do she said be good get over it yeah there's that too and also you're the one who did cheat 
Okay. Fucking like, baby. I mean, it's actually kind of funny with Shep and Catherine. Like, ultimately, they both did things that were wrong. And I think people would be willing to say, look, we're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Like, if you show growth. But, like, you can't get angry at the people that you've hurt. Okay. Because it's what you did. And you yeah. just have to accept that. Yeah. So then Craig and Shep are in a bar waiting for Austin. So Craig's like, uh, uh, I want to get the Alice in Wonderland drink. I really don't know what it is, but the name got me. And Chef's like, yeah, you know why? Because he loves Disney. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but that movie really freaked me out. Yeah, it was crazy because, like, like, what's a tea party? Like, doesn't even make sense. It's like a party for the letter T. I don't get it. You know, Lewis Carroll is watching this in heaven, like, and that's supposed to be the smart one, is it? <laughs> Disney. How well, dare you? As Ronnie knows, I watched uh, Alice in Wonderland for the first time last week. <laughs> oh, that's true. I was like, why have I heard of that? <laughs> I've never seen it before. I had read the book when I was a kid, but I had never. It was literally last. Oh, no, it was a week and a half ago. But like very, very recently, I've only watched for the first time. And it is kind of, by the way, it's a crazy movie. It like it literally. First of all, Alice is a monster. I don't think that anyone's really appreciated that. She just walks in. She's like, oh, sorry, I'm just going to take over your home and explode it. She's just eating shit, eating pills. Somebody says, eat me. She's like, okay, I guess I'll eat it. Alice, do you not have any standards for yourself? Do you have any self-control? Relax. Stop that. Poking that doorknob in the eye. That doorknob... Yes, it's a doorknob, but it is also a sentient thing. You can't just be poking it and turning its nose around, Alice. Good Alice grief. is kind of a little bitch. She is I... awful. <laughs> she, she, she destroyed is. that poor rabbit's house. The rabbit had a lovely house. She's like, let me crawl into the house. Oh, I've got to see this rabbit. Oh, well, why are you so obsessed with this rabbit? Like, let him live oh, yeah, his life. Stalker. Fucking stalker Alice. She's yeah, disaster. it always cracks me up when uh, people are like, oh, my God, drag queen bingo. What is this teaching our kids? I'm like, you just probably showed them Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> and that's like about some drug addict, you know, skank <laughs> breaking into places. <laughs> Stealing drugs from she people. Is. And then she's like, and then at one point she gets annoyed, so she puts her hands on her head. She goes, I've had enough. No more nonsense. Oh, now you are the one who says no more nonsense? How about you listen to your lessons, biatch? <laughs> no more nonsense. No more nonsense. Well, I'm sorry. You're the one who chased the freaking rabbit into his rabbit world, and now you're now you're calling all the shots. Doesn't work that way, Alice. Yeah, I was on the queen side for sure. I was like, "Red Queen for the win, take her out." <laughs> yeah. I love, I, I, you know, I, you know what? I, I like the Red Queen because you know that, like, when she's not playing croquet, she's like, watch, listen to Indigo Girls. You know, oh, she's watching Housewives, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, so then, Making Chef's like, I liked it because it had mushrooms, and also the lead was a thin blonde woman. <laughs> I'm still trying to meet her. Oh, gosh. So he orders his drink, and then this is Shep, who's always like using as many words as he can to be the classiest one and to prove how rich and classy and educated he is. He just sticks his finger in his ear, and he's like, wow, so guess what? I talked to Taylor. It's like, gross. You are so gross. Get your fucking finger out of your ear. Yeah, well, he well, because Craig is actually kind of funny, because he looks down, and he goes, uh, your leg's going more than usual. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> There's like smoke coming out from the bar where his foot is like 
Yeah. So um, he's like, well, she told me to be good. Well, but was she joking or was she worried? And did you preface all of your sentences with, I mean, we're not dating anymore. So <laughs> did you tell her she looked cute? And then when she said, you look cute, did you say you look cute? And then when she said, you look cute, did you say you look mm-hmm. cute, etc.? Uh, he's like, well, God, it's like, it's angst. It's angst whenever I go anywhere. She's got to get over it. And he goes, yeah, well, that's always going to be a consequence of infidelity in a relationship. <gasps> he does that hiccup, that bored hiccup. <laughs> he does, where he's do like, that. He, he does, does it when he's bored with you and he's looking down on you. He always goes, Hurp. He, goes <laughs> he does that a lot. So Greg is like... <laughs> Taylor's anxious when you leave town because you keep cheating on her when you leave town. Like, how is she supposed to be, like, sleep peacefully at night? Um, (laughs) Which is interesting because, as far as we know, Shep just kissed a girl. But the fact that Craig says you keep cheating on her when you go out of town is like, oh, is there more going on here? I mean, obviously, yes. Of course. Of course. That's the only time he got caught publicly. So Chef's like, yeah, but if there's going to be a problem every single time, I mean, look, when your boyfriend is going around saying, I mean, Taylor knows I'm not into monogamy. Oh, does she? Because you just said that, what, last week or the week before? And now here you are like, oh, my God, like she's mad that I'm not being monogamous. I don't think she got the memo. (laughs) But he's like, yeah, if she's going to have a problem every single time, there's going to be a problem. Well, you don't have a problem with her doing your dishes. That's for sure. So it's like he picks and chooses what he's going to have a problem with. Okay. Like, I mean, you want to balance my forks? That's fine. <laughs> he's not about monogamy, but he's definitely all about the perks of monogamy. That's for sure. Right. So, um, yeah. So he's complaining, oh, this was a year and a half ago. Um, and he's just saying that, like, if he's not, if he hasn't gained uh, Taylor's trust back, he never will. I'm like, well, but like, you know what's not going to gain the trust back is you snapping at her. Instead of like, you know, reassuring her, you know, that's, that's the difference. I mean, how many, how many times do we have to watch episode of seasons three through seven of Summer House and Kyle and Amanda to know like what you're not supposed to do in these situations? I think he's just doing, he's just trying to start fights and big blowouts so he can go cheat and then be like, but we were in a fight. That's why, yeah. you know, cause you didn't trust me. And then you not trust me, trusting me made me untrustworthy. So it was your fault, but I'm sorry. <laughs> You know, it's typical. So um, basically they talk about that. And then Austin comes in and he's like, guys, lads, lads, (laughs) I drinks are on me because I just sold a shit ton of beer, a shit ton. The guy sat down and he said, having this beer in our market (laughs) is top priority. It's top priority. It's insane right now. Like Harris Teeter wants my chop up. Also, I ran into Sherry Berry. Yeah, from the elevator. She wants drop hop too. It's insane right now. <laughs> so Craig goes, oh, hey, you know what? Uh, do they need pillows? <laughs> and so it's like, did they ask about me? Do they know who Shep is? Um, so then Craig's like, let's do a shot to celebrate Austin. And Shep goes, something vanilla. Yeah. They wind up getting <laughs> lemon drop shots. And Austin's like, oh. This is insane right now. We're doing lemon drop shots to celebrate. Is this what we're doing? Like, gosh, we have a whole night of drinking it. We got to start slow. So um, Craig's like, hey, Shep, do you want to talk about your thing now or when we get drunk later? It's like, oh, gosh, when we get drunk later, that's how I process my emotions best. Gosh. <laughs> so Austin's like, Shep, what the fuck happened? I'm like, 
Jeez, Austin, relax, okay? Yeah. So then we get this weird knockoff song of Take Me Away. Take me away. Except it just goes, take me away. Take me away. Okay, it's still a ripoff. You don't, yeah. you don't have to say it twice for it to be a ripoff. Who's in charge <laughs> of music to this season? Where's my... It's girls' night. They need good old-fashioned girls' night. No, they need to be guys. contemporary because they're going to Ink Cocktail Lounge, home of the best Lisa Vanderpump purple lighting in Charleston. <laughs> So it's Catherine, and she's trying out some new people. Uh, so we have Amy and, and Christy, and they are ready. They're like, Ink Social Lounge, this is so cute. It's so cute right now. I love it. Girls Night. Girls Night. They're doing that Those thing where they're, like some... 20, yeah, where they're like 28, but they decide to dress like they're 52. <laughs> who a 52 year old trying to look 22 it's really yeah, it's weird like a it's weird like a recursive. whole talk about alice in yeah. wonderland <laughs> <laughs> yes they're all different they're all alice in different states right <laughs> by the way alice in wonderland alice is directly responsible for the death of that lizard i don't know if you remember that part of the movie but when alice goes into the rabbit's house and she blows herself she gets really big and then they all get scared of her they send in a lizard to like take care of her and she sneezes and the lizard goes flying off into the sky never to be seen again in the movie we have to assume he's dead because they say goodbye mr lizard or whatever he, she literally killed a lizard a, like a, a, a member of this community and they're like whatever she is a murderer okay but she's cute love her hair Love her hair. Let's give her a film. Let's give her a film. <laughs> it's okay. So these Alice's, uh, they're all sitting here with Catherine and just be like, woo, cheers to the cheers. Look. And Catherine's like, I want to cheers. I want to have a, a new love, new bit love. Cheers to the new, 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 bachelor nation. So the big purple cat comes over and it's like, mm, <laughs> would you like anything to drink? <laughs> just the lady dresses the Cheshire cat. <laughs> Jennifer Jennifer definitely has some Alice in her. Like she's definitely like, Hey, baby, you see a rabbit around here? That's not a rabbit on the block, baby. Oh, <laughs> uh, so they talk about what kind of boys they like. They really like tall people and like tall people who can pick them up. Oh my god. So Madison is there now and she's like, Oh yes, yeah, so you got you guys are basically describing what I got. So you're looking for someone like Brent? Because this was good about it. He legit makes me a better person because he supports me. But, you know, I was in a relationship that was like, no one likes you. And I still feel that because I still have to be around that person. And that's not fair. <laughs> okay. It's like, what do you have to offer me? Some ramen in a trap house? <laughs> 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 By the way, let's not overlook uh, Catherine describing her ideal man. She's like, Erm, I love tall, dark, and handsome. So, Hayden Christensen. <laughs> I think, was that a callback? Did she say in the past that she loved Hayden Christensen? Either way, it's like, I'm glad Hayden Christensen's still on someone's radar. Yeah. So, uh, wait, which one is Hayden Christensen? He was Darth Vader in the prequels. There was actually oh, just God. like an article in like New York what Times or Atlantic that was like, whatever happened to Hayden Christensen? Just bizarre. That movie. Those movies happened to Hayden Christensen. People were like, gross, those movies suck. And then yeah. he was gone. 
Um, so they start. So of course, Madison has made it about her current boyfriend, like how she won what everybody was looking for. But of course, also brought Austin into it, which is mm-hmm. hilarious. So the girls are like, "Oh my god, that's a perfect man! Does he live here now? Where'd you get him? Where'd you find him, girl?" And she's like, "Well." He's in Sacramento, and we're going to do bi-coastal, because he's a Mormon. They're all so, like, Mormon? Wonderful. <laughs> so he has a tail? No, not a merman. A Mormon. <laughs> so he just always asks for seconds? No, not more. Like, Mormon. It's a religion. Wait, oh, so he is sings- it Christian? <laughs> no. Crows! Ew! He sings songs, not Ethel Merman. Mormon. <laughs> Good, because those people are guys. Those are guys. Uh, so Madison's like, when I found out he was Mormon, I said, do I have to wear them undergarments? Because I can't even wear panties. <laughs> and uh, and then she's like, and then he said, one month before we get married, so we're not going to live together because he's Mormon until we get married. But uh, one month before we get married, no sex. He said, and I'm going to take the vibrator too. Ha <laughs> ha No red flags here whatsoever. Well, I love that he's so religious that he's like, I'll keep fucking you until one month before the wedding. Yeah. Like, that's what he does Joseph to... not count those times? I mean, what the hell? That's when he has to apply to not be in outer darkness. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the outer darkness sperm count starts <laughs> exactly one month before. So then now the uh, other guys are up at, in Charlotte and they're at their bowling alley and they meet uh, Whitley. Not to be confused with Whitney. Also, not to be confused with Whitley from a different life. Different world. <laughs> a different world. Sorry. Or a different life, really, to be honest. The point is, Jasmine Guy is not there. So um, they're like, oh. Whitley! Whitley is kind of like, well, we couldn't get Pringle today, so we're going to get fake Pringle instead. Like Charlotte's Pringle. Yeah. Uh, also, Shep does the shot song walking into the bar. He's like, shot, 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 Gosh. That was a good shot song. Gosh, so they gosh, go, gosh, 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 gosh. <laughs> gosh, gosh, gosh. <laughs> so they go in and order exactly what you think they're going to order. Five Jaegers. <laughs> Um, so then they go to get bowling shoes and start their bowling. And Chef's like, wow, I really need to get out of a mood, Garsh. Yeah, and then he's ordering and he's like, hey, Garsh, waitress, uh, I really don't want to have to use my fingers with my eating because, you know, putting them into bowling balls. So, like, do you have any, like, knife and fork stuff? She goes, well, we do have salads, pussy boy. He's like, oh, Garsh. Okay. Like, Whoa, that's disgusting. <laughs> okay, I'll get pulled chicken tacos which are actually pulled with fingers so maybe that'll cancel it out <laughs> she's like okay <laughs> so then they do like a he's like let's do a group photo for taylor so they do a group photo and they send it and um and he sends it and then craig's like hey remember what shep said if we avoid the problem it will go away as long as we don't address it then that she's mad then she won't be mad anymore because you said that shep right and he's like yeah because i ignored what she was feeling and it worked it totally went away (laughs) he's like oh really that's why you're getting yelled at (laughs) so shep is so funny he takes like a picture to prove he's only with guys right before he goes to talk to a girl at the bus i mean it's so him right so craig tells us shep is a one-man band like even having a backup dancer would make him crazy because like he cannot have anybody else have the attention and shep's like i just want to have fun (laughs) <laughs> and Craig's like, yeah, yeah he's just not cut out for relationships. 
<laughs> no, go on. So <laughs> funny though, right? Imagining Shep like playing the drums and making horn sounds, <laughs> like having the pedals all over him, like that. That was one man bad things. Like, Gosh, boom, like the accordion, whatever those. So uh, yeah. So anyway, so uh, Taylor writes back to the photo, and she's like writing paragraphs, and she's saying things like, "Please just know I love you, and I'm not against you. Please, I'm begging. Don't be defensive towards me. I have some fear, anxiety about how I've acted." And Shep is like, gosh, I'm like, don't sink us. Don't be the architect of your demise. I'm like, Shep, you are being the architect of your demise. That's not her fault. This guy, this fucking guy, this guy has such nerve. So he's an asshole to her. And then she writes a text saying, hey, I'm sorry I was an asshole to you. And he's like, can you believe this? Gosh, paragraphs. God, architectural digest of your own demise. <laughs> You're like the I am pay of your own misfortune. Gosh. <laughs> okay, Frank Dreary. Gosh. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, so then uh, we see Shep is now at the bar and he's already talking to this girl and he's like, have you ever been in jail? Have you ever woken up in jail? She goes, yeah. And he's like, me too. <laughs> now that's the one you marry. Yeah. Right there. Um, and so then Craig, Craig uh, now turns to Austin and, he, and he's like, Taylor thinks that there's only a campfire and Shep is like saying there's like actually landmines and like accelerant and like matches and like um, newspapers and like all sorts of flammable stuff there's like a truck with gasoline right next to campfire and like well, i guess what i'm saying is you keep stoking the campfire eventually the campfire's gonna it's gonna blow, it's gonna burn because like shep didn't follow safety precautions and it's like a, it's a smoke don't start fires fires basically dude what's gonna explode lad What's going to explode? He's like, well, you know, campfires and landmines and stuff. Because I know shit, and you know shit, and everybody knows shit but Taylor. And Austin's like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's bringing this up on camera. <laughs> That's some very urgent tongue flicking. And that was it. So then... That was it. Yeah, next time Austin talks about jumping from windows and um, <laughs> Naomi says, my, my, she's telling Vanita, my family is throwing an oyster party, but you're not No, it's invited. Olivia. It was Olivia who's... Oh, I was like, what the hell? What, no, did, what did Vanita do? Jeez, they're really coming for her. No, Olivia's like, I'm having an oyster party and you're not invited. So, you know. Wait, uh, what Olivia the... says Olivia's having an oyster party? Yeah, she, Olivia's having an oyster party, and Vanita is not... I think it was... I thought it was Olivia. Maybe it was Naomi, but I, <laughs> I thought it was... It makes more sense if it's... Thanks for listening to our recap show. The where point we've is now this. confused everybody. We're like, next time, Wilma gets mad that Fred was out late. <laughs> well, the, the point <laughs> is this. If it was Olivia, <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's pretty rich, her complaining about cancel culture and then not inviting Vanita to a party, so... Yeah, what an asshole. Whoever it was, it's not very nice of you. <laughs> Whoever didn't inv- <laughs> it was Whoever didn't Olivia invite Naomi. somebody to an oyster party, shame I on have to you. Look it up. I, I feel like I have to see. Okay, well, this will be the, the cliffhanger. Who didn't invite Vanita? But whoever didn't. It, I, hope it's not, I, hope it's, I hope it's Olivia because it's not as effective about the cancel culture thing if it's Naomi. But if it's Olivia, I could be like, ha. You just, you complained about cancel culture, but you're the one who canceled Vanita from your party. Well, also, I think we should end this by giving everybody some good news, okay? Um, Apparently, Taylor did leave Shep. 
So yes, thank that's God, the rumor. Because yeah. I was about to fly out there and find her and be like, girl, you don't know me. My name is Auntie Ronnie. Get in the car. I'll explain on the way to the airport. Your new name <laughs> is Frederica Vanderkamp. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your new ID. I've drawn it with crayon, okay, on the back of playing cards. You do good work. Uh, okay, guys. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for listening. And uh, we still have another recap up later this week. We have Girls Trip. That will be coming up later today, probably. So thanks so much for being here. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Alison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels, Dana C. Dana Do. Erin McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. Hava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sipped some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Wee McLovin. Karen McClellan. She's always supplying. It's Kelly Ryan. Megan Berg. You can't have a burger without the Berg. She's our queen, Marie Levine. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. There ain't no problem that Sarah Salvia can't solve ya. The Bay Area Betches. Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. Always the wiser is Allison Weasler. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. She's cheese on a bagel. It's Megan Ragel. Erica, 500 days of summers. The incredible edible Matthews sisters. Hail the cork master, the master of the cork. It's Jennifer Corcoran. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. Paging Page Mills, Paging Page Mills. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Better do what she says. It's Elva Enriquez. Sarah Greenwood, she only uses her power for good. Kristen, the Ruby Rubano. Can't have a meal without the Emily. Sides. We want to hang with Liz Lang. Shannon out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys. <laughs>